0: internet i'm annie i'm kit and i'm mech this is the gem jam where we do an episode by episode recap of the 1980s cartoon gem and the holograms because it is truly outrageous and season one is truly wrapping up this is episode 26 glitter and gold by christy marks we never thought we'd get this far yeah were you guys expecting we would actually make it all the way to the end of season one I was expecting this would peter out around, like, episode 10. Thanks to, and perhaps unfortunately for, you all, dear listeners. We yet persist. A little backstory about glitter and gold. This is, of course, the name of a doll line, which you will definitely see in many of the shots of this episode, which we must just scream, buy the doll, buy the doll, buy the doll, buy the doll, buy the doll! doll." Glitter and gold was a thing that Hasbro was working on for quite a while. There was supposed to be like a really, really big, big new line of gem. And because the toy lines are so competitive, it was under wraps, under the codename Ruby Red, including this episode, which was until it was released called Ruby Red. Now, this doesn't actually show up in the script, but it's interesting that this amount of subterfuge was employed for the most commercial episode. So anyway, the episode itself. Right. At a mall somewhere. They're at a music video shoot, and Anthony Julian is giving directions to Demon Triplet Jedward. They're technically known as the Fifth Avenue Boys, but that is a better description. They are like three identical triplets with red hair, red suits, and they're terrifying. These are apparently another band under the Starlight label. This is the only other band that we know of that exists under the Starlight label. Video is actually filming this music video, which I'm not sure she should be the only person filming it. And also they shouldn't be shooting it on videotape. Jericho is also down here watching the shoot, and I gotta say, with sort of the, the energy and the way that Christy Marks has written this of sort of actually shooting a music video and posing and stuff, Jericha seems more in her element here than she has anywhere else in the series. Yeah, overseeing this music video shoot. Yeah, she seems confident, in control, she's juggling a lot of things, she seems like she really is absolutely in charge and knows what she's doing and loves it. This is the Jericho that people talk about. When they talk about Jem. And Kimber has uh, an issue of Music Biz Magazine, which I think still has the chart from that Search of the Stolen Album. I think it's the exact same chart, yeah. With like a uh, the moss-covered stones. Hopper, Bruce yeah. Falstein. The Rumones. Twisted brother. Kimber points out that the Misfits are doing really well on the charts and that Jem hasn't put out an album in forever. And Jerrica doesn't want to talk about Jem. And also she mentions that something called the Glitter and Gold Contest is coming up soon, but Jerrica completely dismisses it. So I guess Jem hasn't been around in a while, all of a sudden? Yeah, this is the insinuation. We People keep saying that Jem has not been around for a while, and it's very strange. This idea would have been a great opening for season two, because you've already got that sort of break there, right? But instead, it's just sort of a, an indeterminate amount of time after they shot Happy Endings, and maybe Happy Endings was just that bad of a song. Also, Jerica suddenly hates being Jem. It's like Christy Marx is trying to pick up this idea that the show really should be playing with of Jerrica being jealous of herself as Jem and there being sort of a dual identity thing here. And it's cool that it's explored, but it's also picked up out of nowhere. I get the feeling that with a lot of these filler episodes in between Christy Marx's episodes, it's kind of like she was trying to get a through line plot wise, and then it just kept going off in these random directions. I think that's very likely at least part of what's going on here. Anyway, Rio introduces Kimber's new boyfriend. Right, this is his friend Max. Max says Kimber is pretty, basically, and Kimber immediately drops this contest thing in lieu of flirting. That's Kimber do. It is her mo. Rio picks up the dropped magazine through the "Where's Gem" article, and he's like, "Ah, Jem, where are you?" Jerrica pops in to like gently mock him, like, "Oh, do I have competition?" And he's like, no, oh, no, of course not. No, no. We definitely haven't been kissing. Jerica takes the article, read it. They're like, where is Jem? She has disappeared. And Jerika's like, this is garbage. Speaking of garbage, Max is in another shot and Kimber agrees to meet him Saturday at six. And then she leaves the mall and guess who's back, guys? Jeff is back with black hair now. Jeff, the stunt guy is here. He's got a motorcycle. Kimball pops on it and he's like, let's ride. And they just motorcycle off into the sunset. Meanwhile, at the Misfits. At a music store called Discovery Records and it's spelled D-I-S-K. Like a disc. Music stores used to be a thing. It just kind of makes me think of Empire Records and how ridiculously 90s that movie is. But anyway, the Misfits are talking to this reporter about how awesome it is to be the Misfits, basically. And then they go inside and hear about the Glitter and Gold Contest. He also says it's an annual Glitter and Gold Contest and that somehow this is an annual contest where he has not figured out who is going to be competing against the Misfits. He's announced this contest and he's not finished organizing it. Get the rumones to do it. Get the Limp Lizards! Where are the Limp Lizards? The public demands to know. This episode was crying out for a filler band like the Limp Lizards and they just weren't there. It would have been so great to have the Limp Lizards. It would have been great if the Misfits and the and the Holograms had been fighting over winning the contest and all of a sudden it's the Limp Lizards who win. They just keep forgetting the Limp Lizards exist and suddenly from behind. Oh, the Limp Lizards won the contest. Oh, I guess this whole thing was pointless then. When the Limp Lizards get the gold car. So... A reporter pops up to Pizzazz, and it's like, how does it feel to be so popular? And there's a pause and you can just like, I-, I keep thinking of that bit in Monty Pine and the Holy Grail. Well, I'll tell you. He's going to tell, he's going to tell, he's going to tell, he's going to tell. Eric like, stop that. No singing. No singing for free. Unfortunately, it happens anyway. And it's the Misfit song, How Does It Feel? There's a bust of Pizzazz that I want to put on a shelf right above my computer next to my three Garrises. I want, when I need inspiration, I want to look up at Pizazz's stone bust and think to myself, what would Pizazz do? And then think to myself, well, maybe don't murder some glam rockers, but what else? And pizzazz is finally loved. It's all she ever wanted, really. The song just sort of ends and we're back at the stage and then they take off the sheet of this big thing that we never noticed until now. And it's a brand new car! This whole sequence is very toyetic. There's a car and also a trophy if you win the contest, but mostly a car. (laughs) Mostly a car! And it looks exactly like the Gem in the Holograms car. It's even called the Glitter and Gold Roadster. And the Misfits want this car so bad. They took the Rockin' Roadster for a joyride and intrigue in the Indy 500 and they have tasted it. Now we cut to Jeff dropping Kimber off at Starlight Mansion. And Kimber just double booked a date, I guess. So Kimber basically entered into the sitcom plot of, oh no, I've booked the same date twice at the same place. Dun, dun, dun. Meanwhile, Jarek is talking to Synergy. She asks Synergy to make a sim of Rio, and she says, "Make it as much like the Rio Rio as possible." And she's super surprised that as much like the Rio Rio as possible means he's a huge jerk. So she tells him about um, how she is Jim and Jerrica. and of course, fake Rio starts yelling at her. I hate deception, and I despise liars. I never want to see or talk to you again. And then Jem tries to like hug hologram Rio, and her hands go through. She's like, "Turn it off." And Sandra's like, I I guess I could be wrong. I'm only the smartest computer in the world, but maybe he's not a huge jerk. Pretty sure that he is, though. There is commentary for this episode available on one of the DVDs where Christy Marks uh, says that this is the episode where she really tried to make a real reason for why Rio was not part of this secret. Valiant effort, but I think at this point it was it was too little too late, really. But you know, A for effort. So here we go, guys. Here comes the best scene in this episode and maybe in this season. Saturday at 6. Rio arrives. Jerrica takes him out to the garden. Jeff arrives. Kimber sends him to the foyer. Max arrives and Aja sends him to the foyer. And then the fist fight breaks out. Jeff and Max start fighting immediately. Kimber's adorable, but I'm not sure she's worth actually fighting another dude over. Especially when Max just met her. They actually go right out of the window into the frickin' garden where Jerica is about to tell Rio her secret. It smashes right through a glass window. A first floor window, granted. But Kimber still screams like this is the worst thing she's ever seen. And that's the commercial break. It's these two fighting guys have fallen out of a first story window. Into a garden. And a pile of glass, one assumes. And we come back from the commercial break. Jerica opens her mouth to say, I'm G-. And then the guys fall out through the window and land right between them. And then they get up, they're fine, and both of them are really mad about Kimber. They both storm off, and it's like, you know what? Kimber doesn't owe you jack. Yeah, so she double booked the same date. It's not like she ever said she was exclusive with either of you. This is you being mad that you never asked about the terms of the relationship. And as far as we can tell, she has never insinuated monogamy. Especially not when she is going on dates, not freaking going steady. Rio jumps in and mansplains how much of a B word he thinks Kimber is. Yeah, he gives Kimber an entire lecture on her life choices. And, like, shut up, Rio, you've been dating two women for like a year. Yeah, you have no room here. And he's like, they're both right if they never see you again. How dare you? He tells her awful things, and she runs off crying because of course she would. And then Jerrica is like, yo, you made my sister cry, and Rio's like, well, I can't help the way I feel. And my note here just says, abusive justifications alert. I know! I can't help the way I feel? What? What the frick is that? That is not even an apology. That is, my feelings trump how other people react to me. What the frick? you'll frack! Like I know we make a joke about really hating Rio, but we especially hate Rio in this episode. He also shouted at uh, at Kimber earlier. I hate deception and I despise liars again. Word for word with Synergy. So Jerica is obviously not going to tell him now, especially not when he yelled at her sister, said awful things, and then did not apologize. And so Jerica acts kind of you know shocked and taken aback about this, and Rio reacts even more angrily about this. Oh my god, my favorite thing is that he's, like, switches gears and tries to get tender, like, Hey, weren't you gonna tell me something, honey bear? She's like, No. And he's like, Mrah! You know what? You and Kimber are two of a kind. I've had enough. And then he goes and kicks a potted plant. Yeah, he kicks over a potted plant and then storms off off screen. As Jerrica turns to the audience and lets a single beautiful tear slip down her cheek. It's the most childish, like, anger expression I've ever seen from him. It's like, meh. He does the undulating back and forth things when people do when they're abusive. Yeah, no, he keeps her—he keeps her completely off guard as to how he is going to react to things. This is another moment in the commentary that is great because Christy Marx is like, "I, I didn't write that potted plant thing. I don't, I don't know why that happens. You, you'd have to ask the animators. That was not something that I wanted to happen." Anyway, the next scene is Jerrica going to Discovery Records because she's going to enter Demon Triplet Jedward in the Glitter and Gold contest. And and people are talking about why Jem isn't here. And Eric is like, Jerrica ruined Jem's career. And this is apparently the final straw. And Jem's like, that does it. I'm going to be a sexy bellhop now. And there's this really weird thing happens where she goes and the camera's on her face. Rubs the earring, says Showtime Synergy. She turns into Jem, but when she transforms, the camera's suddenly on her feet and pans up. So it looks like her feet are where Jerrica's head was previously. She's just floating in midair. Jem marches up and says, fine, Jem and the Holograms is back. We guarantee a new album in time for the contest, which is like, didn't this contest just happen? Isn't this contest now? Wasn't this announced? Didn't this start? But, uh, but the owner of of the music store accepts this and now they have to make an album. We go to the recording studio and Rio's there and he's all cuddly with Jem. He makes this happy puppy face when she's like, "Rio," And it's, aww. Yeah, and he agrees to cut the album. And it's just, he's so suddenly happy to see Jem considering he just lectured Kimber for seeing two people at once or possibly more and getting mad at Jerrica. And it's just like, dude, you're a jerk. He is legitimately awful in this episode. There is no excuse for being Rio right now. Jem and the holograms decide that they don't just want a new album. They decide a whole new toy line is in order. A new style, new clothes, a whole new look, the glitter and gold look buy our dolls. Like, I just have buy our dolls written over and over and over again on my notes for like three lines. And then we actually get our song, which is, I believe it's called Glitter and Gold, but the refrain is like, here comes gold, glitter and gold. And Jem's got like this gold lizard neck ruff thing that she uses to frighten predators away, I guess. She looks like she's spitting venom onto Newman. <laughs> yeah, she's spitting venom in Newman's eyes and then eating him. This is something that John always points out to me, why he actually likes Glitter and Gold so much. It is such a misfit song. I mean, like, think about this. Think about the lyrics of here. It's all about how awesome we are, how you're never going to see us coming, how we are so cool. We're wearing glitter and gold. by our dolls! It is such a misfit song. It is all about how awesome they are. And man, they make it work. It's maybe one of the best gem songs. Buy our dolls, 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 dolls. dolls. But uh, we cut to the outside of some punk club. The Skulls Club. We get another wonderful word salad t-shirt, which is just the Musica D-E-A-B. I love the punks in this show. I love the thugs and punks. love them. And Eric goes to see The Skulls and he offers them a recording contract. In exchange for what is probably vandalism, let's be honest. He just says, you have to do one thing for me, and then it cuts away. And it's like, oh, he's, he's gonna ask them to murder somebody or wreck something. The skulls are also skinheads with, like, skull and crossbones tattoos on their heads. I guess the swastika was too subtle. So meanwhile, at the recording studio, Jem is packing up records to deliver to the stores. And it's almost midnight. And she's doing this personally. She doesn't have any employees, apparently. Rio acts like they didn't even have an argument. Yeah, she's sniping at Rio and he's all, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. By this, he means himself. Don't concern yourself, Mr. Pacheco. I love that. I want her to call him Mr. Pacheco more often. I want her to just snipe at him more often. So she takes the van out. And this is, by the way, like the Starlight van. The Starlight Express, which we have not seen after like the first episode. And as she's driving along, we've got the skinheads showing up. And, like, bellowing at her, and they eventually get her pulled over and corner her and open up the back and start beating the heck out of the records. There's some weirdly great animation in this chase scene. Like, shockingly, in the way that they pull over the van. And then Jerica actually does kick the crap out of some punks. She totally wrecks, like, two of those guys, but she gets grabbed by the third around the corner. And as the Skulls are wrecking the albums with baseball bats, that's when we get our commercial break. Memento Mori, Jem's career may be ruined. And then we come back from the commercial break, and oh no, it's Rio to the rescue. Uh, Rio's been standing there waiting for a chance to get in a good line until he finally grabs a bat and says, Batter up! Uh. So the skulls run away, and Rio's like, I told you it was dangerous! Uh. They go back and forth, and then at one point, Rio says, Well, I may get mad, but I still care. Do not date anyone who says this. Do not, do not do that, especially if they don't apologize for their behavior. Like, their relationship is usually awful, but it's especially awful here. There are a lot of, like, bright red flags. So, the contest. Let's also talk about the Misfits album cover. (laughs) Because it is them making, like, scary monster faces at the camera, and there's a snake and also, like, a sweet chain. I don't know what they were thinking there, but it's the best. They've also got, like, a special unique, like, pen barcode scanners that will instantly update the, uh, the totals on this. And by the way, I don't think we went over the, uh, the rules of the contest. It, it's the first person to sell 500,000 albums. That's the gold and glittering gold. The Misfits are apparently ahead three to one, but Lindsay starts playing the new holograms video today. So Lindsay plays the tape on her show and we get people that are reacting to it like, A new gem album? Let's go! Let's go buy the dolls! We have to buy the dolls! Our life will not be fulfilled unless we buy this album and the dolls that come with it the moment the new video airs everyone's suddenly like yes gem we gotta buy another new gem thing gem definitely buy it Jab jam 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 man what was the world like before we just had the internet to tell us when things were happening anyway we get our uh, we get our song uh, this is a composite song between the misfits and the holograms called we're up you're down. This is a song that personally I think is fun. It really shows the difference between the sounds of the two bands, but I really wish the sounds meshed better than they did. It just keeps bouncing back and forth. It's quite disorienting. Yeah, like the Misfits one is really fast paced and the holograms are like half that tempo. Yeah. And the Misfits demand that Eric help them cheat and win the contest. Eric's plan is really, really dumb. He can't cheat the stats because apparently the pen scanners are foolproof. So what he does, he parks people outside these music stores and hands them money and says, go buy a Misfits record. He's bribing people into buying Misfits. The amount of money you're going to have to spend to win this contest, you can just buy a car. And here's the thing. He hands them like $30 and says, buy a Misfits album. And he doesn't even like check to see if they did it. I mean, he we're not even sure these people are actually going into the store. He's just out in the parking lot. He could be like, If you buy a Misfits album, I'll give you, I'll reimburse you for it. But no, he does this on pure faith alone. Pizzazz thinks this is a dumb plan too. She's like, who are you kidding? And you know who else thinks this is a dumb plan? Some random old lady. There's a confused old lady who takes the money, goes into the store, and buys the hologram record instead because these are nice young ladies. And then she, doesn't she like beat him with her umbrella or something? Or am I just thinking of a Bugs Bunny and Tweety cartoon? No, I think she does actually give him a smack. Awesome. So, day seven of the contest. Eric is completely broke. And the holograms are still ahead. And, oh crud, here come the Starlight Girls. I actually think that's a line in this. Pizzazz is, like, looking at the window as this Starlight van pulls up. She says, oh no, the Starlight Girls. So the Starlight Girls come in and buy some gem albums. And I swear, when they pull ahead by, like, 20... You think that that squealing was coming from the Starlight Girls, but it's not. It is the holograms who are making a high-pitched shriek. We're now at day 10, where both bands are timed at 499,999. Yep, and the next record purchase will decide the winner of the contest, which is improbable, but okay. Rio decides he's gonna buy the winning record. He's like, watch this, and he goes up and he buys the album, and it ticks over to 500,000. And then the misfits rightfully call him on that and said, hey, he works for the band. He can't do that. So the purchase is voided and the counters reset back to four hundred thousand nine hundred. Then to up the tension for no reason, somebody else comes by and buys one of each album. So now instead of a tie, because they're both at 500000 and they got it at the same time, the guy's like, I'll extend the contest by one more purchase. And some poor schmuck walks into the store. And by the way, Clash is here, guys. So Ashley and Clash start fighting over this guy. You should buy a holograms album. No, buy the Misfits album. Holograms, Misfits, Holograms, Misfits. Duck season, rabbit season. They're worried for a second because there's one Misfits album left, but no hologram album. So Ashley snatches Rio's album. It's like, come here, for God's sake. Rio makes this desperate grab for it. Like, no, my album. And as they fight over it, Clash tries to give the guy money to buy the Misfits musics. And Ashley snatches the $30. Finally, she has enough for the honor jar. And the guy finally buys the holograms record because he likes both bands, but he only has enough money for one. And Pizzazz throws a tantrum. I hate losing. I hate it. And the holograms get the party and the new car and and the trophy. And it's very buy the car, buy the car, buy the dolls, buy the dolls, buy the dolls, buy the dolls, buy the car, buy the car, buy the car, buy the car, buy the dolls in the car, buy the dolls in the car, buy the dolls in the car, the in the car. put the dolls in the car. And then there's this final little denouement where, like, they're at the freaking party and Rio in this dumb gold tux is like, would my golden lady care to dance? That's like the penultimate freaking line of this season. And uh, there is one thing I'd like to point out. They sort of redo the Glitter and Gold song here. And there's this one little animation bit where it's Jem and Rio dancing in their golden outfits and, like, she sort of twirls and then twirls him out of the shot. The end. Rio's still the worst. Wow. And that's, that's it. That's season one, you guys. There's not even like a repeat or, or a superstar segment. This is the end. This is the end of season one. We have made it 26 frickin' episodes. Not to mention all the comic episodes, you guys. We've arrived at the end of season one of Gemma of the Holograms. I want to hug everybody. We did it. We did it, you guys. I don't want Mac to hug me again. Cause the last time she did, she said I smelled like strawberries and it was weird. Yeah. That hug lasted way too long. I didn't remember any of the actual things I'm supposed to say at moments like those. It was maybe not Max' least creepy moment. So thank you for everyone to coming along on this magical journey with us. We are actually going to be taking a little break after this episode airs. We will not get on to season two until January, until after the new year. We don't have a specific date for that yet, but we'll be coming back in January. We're taking a, uh, a little holiday break. But we will have some stuff for you in the meantime. Uh, We are going to be recording a uh, primer for Gem and the Holograms to prep people for season two. uh, So they don't have to listen to everything to actually figure out what the heck is going on. So we'll get you guys set up with that. We will also be debuting the first episode of our second podcast, I Will Fight You. Our first episode is going to be about the Swan Princess movie. And we'll probably still have the, uh, the comic episodes coming out in the interim, which should be two more episodes, I think. But regularly... The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday, except for the next couple of Sundays it's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. We're also on Twitter and Tumblr. We'll probably be posting there during the brief hiatus. Uh, you can find us at The Gem Jam just about everywhere except for Twitter. We are at Gem Jam Cast. We're also a Patreon-supported podcast. Uh, we will be having uh, content for our patrons posted in the interim. Don't worry about that. If you like what we do and you want to give us a couple of bucks, that's totally cool. If you also want to just spread the word, that's also totally awesome. Uh, either way, we love you all. And we hope you have a wonderful holiday. Until next year, dear listeners. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where all that glitters is not outrageous.